All right, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. All right, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. This is Sean. This is episode 44, you are in episode 44, that is BBLs are everywhere, that's right, episode 44, BBLs are everywhere, all right, you know here at the cafe, we always have a conversation centered around a drink, and today I am drinking on some boom, 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 look at that, some water, H2O, and for a little backup, just a little boom, boom, boom over here, I have some bourbon right there look at that boom 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 some little bourbon with some little sugar-free red bull and i am joining the cafe today by this fly swatter <laughs> all right so for those of you out there looking you notice that i have this plant in the background apparently i am attacked by gnats today which are driving me freaking crazy i've tried everything Thing. So, well, technically, I didn't try everything. I tried some little homemade remedy where you put some apple cider vinegar, some water, some dish soap, and some sugar in a bowl, and it's supposed to attract them, and they get stuck. But apparently, it's not working, and it's probably not working because I really don't have sugar in the house. I don't use sugar. But I had some keto sugar, and I don't know if that's sweet enough to attract them. So that didn't work. And then so I bought some of these little sticky thingies on Amazon today. And then I bought this fly swatter on Amazon so I can smack them down because they're getting on my last nerve. So if you see me swatting away over here, it's because they're so freaking irritating. They're in my face like they always want to come where I am. And it's freaking annoying. But yeah. So anyway, I'm by my lonesome today. And that is OK. The show must Go on. All right. So one thing I want to talk about is Caitlyn Jenner. I want to talk about Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. For those of you who don't know, Caitlyn, who is like the Auntie Tom of LGBTQ, because she is all over the place in my personal opinion. I think she should be canceled, period. Um, I don't know why people are even listening to her. I don't even know why freak she's running for governor. But apparently there is a Republican recall on the governor out there in California. They're upset. Apparently, I don't live there, so I don't know all the details. They're upset with some of the policies that he's implementing. And so she's one of the characters running for governor, which pretty doubtful she's going to win. But then you never know. We didn't think that last person in the White House was going to win, and he won. So let's just pray for the sake of people and sanctity that she does not win. But let me tell you why she irritates me, okay? Her positions are so stupid. First of all, she has no solid positions, right? She just, she goes on these talking points that are allegedly supposed to be connecting with the Republican base. And I was looking at something on her profile today, actually, in preparation for the discussion because she just irritates me. She was saying that she thinks she should be the face of the new Republican Party, essentially, making the Republican Party more inclusive. She says that in one breath, but then in the next breath, she does all these different things to be exclusive of people. Like, for instance, there was a discussion when she was on some news 
station while she was campaigning in California. And they asked her about immigration, which, you know, the, the newscaster was saying that immigration is a hot topic in California. Right. And I don't know if anybody actually saw this, but and so she was like, yeah, it's a big topic. What would I, what would I do? Oh, wait, look at that glow in the background, though. The purple hue over there by this plant that's causing all these freaking gnats. Anyhow, sorry. But she was like, well, what we need to do is we need to completely finish Trump wall because we need border security. And I'm like, here we go. You want to be the face of the Republican Party. You want you say that you want to make the Republican Party more inclusive. Yet you're using the same divisive situation, this divisive symbol. Right. In regards to immigration, particularly given the fact that, you know, that in California, there's a large immigration population. And it's just like. Girl, don't you know this? Like, it's like stupid. Like, I don't know who's running her campaign, but I just feel like it's just all over the place. And it's almost as if she's just reaching to reach to try to find something that is, I don't know, like a little hot topic or she's trying to get her little 30 seconds of fame. But when you listen to her and you you try to listen to her with her topics and what her talking points are, or even what her policies are supposed to be, I, they're not rooted or grounded in anything. And then there was another post when she was talking about the critical race theory. And basically, she was saying on some other news, she says she's going to do everything to fight critical race theory this generation. It's probably the least racist generation and we don't need to set them back by trying to teach them racism. And I'm like, OK, first of all. Is critical race theory about teaching racism? And fundamentally, the answer is no. The concept of critical race theory is really an academic principle. And so if you go to edweek.org, which is supposed to be one of the leading institution for education. You know, critical race theory is basically the idea that racism is a social construct. In other words, that we created. We created this based upon our perspective in society. And because we decided that we wanted to treat certain people differently because of the color of their skin or because of where they are, it's a socially constructed concept, right? And it's not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice, but also something embedded in the legal systems and policies. We know for a fact that a lot of these, well, I guess we can't say we know this for a fact because a lot of people are fighting it. But we do know that there are fundamental aspects of the legal system that are inherently racist and was rooted in racism. If you think about some of the housing discrimination cases that have occurred, a lot of the policies and processes were rooted in racism. For instance, there were studies to show that in certain neighborhoods, individuals of a certain ethnic group or race or ethnicity came in, that they would charge more. They would say that it's worth more or they would put all these other aspects in place to make it more difficult for people to get homes. And if you go back to some of the deeds, you look in there and there were covenants in some of these deeds that said that, you know, Negroes couldn't rent in this particular neighborhood. Black folks couldn't rent in this particular neighborhood. And so those concepts are inherently created fundamentally, historically from a racist point of view. And if we don't fix them, right, that perpetuates. And so critical race theory, at least at its core, is all about trying to get people to understand 
how some of the systems that we created based upon the construction of racism have perpetuated racism and continue to perpetuate racism throughout. Now, I'm not saying you need to agree with it, right? But that's fundamentally the beauty of it is, is to spark this dialogue so people can have an educational, sophisticated conversation about race, how race impacts us individually, how it impacts us as a society. And it's not about trying to indoctrinate folks to say you need to be racist or black folks need to rise up and take over white folks. That's, that is further from the truth. Now, there is something to be said about the power of knowledge. And I think that a lot of African-Americans and a lot of other minorities recognize that there's power in knowledge. And when you know things about something, you're able to articulate things better. You are able to approach things differently. You're able to analyze things differently. And so that is a threat to some people. And I'm not saying everyone, right? There are some people who just fundamentally misapprehend the concept of, of critical race theory and they are entitled to do so. But I just think, you know, her trying to use this as a slogan for running for governor is just stupid. It's, it's fucking dumb. Like she needs to sit down somewhere. Like she annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. It's just like, chick, you're trying to be inclusive but yet you are excluding everybody and their mama anyway so we will see what she does in the election in california it, it, it it's unfortunate that this concept of critical race theory has sparked up such a a huge issue i mean it's everywhere and it's like okay don't teach it in school there are ways in which people can learn it hell if I was some of these professors, I'll go out on YouTube and get free YouTube discussions on it. If you want to try to ban it in schools, fine, ban it in the school. But you can't ban my freedom of speech, right? So let me go on YouTube and just talk about critical race theory. We can create a Sesame Street type of situation with critical race theory. That's what really should happen to allow people to have these conversations and have this perspective in there. And if they don't like it, fine. But at least have some kind of intelligent defense against it and not just say it's about trying to get people to come up against their oppressors it's just stupid it makes absolutely no sense it's asinine all right okay so now let's move to the topic that i wanted to talk about today and that is bbls everywhere for those of you who don't know what bbl is that is brazilian butt lift in atlanta mm. The Atlanta airport, there were booty, 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 booties rocking everywhere. Booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. Hi, Just booty. All right, anyway. So apparently, a couple of days ago in Atlanta, the. Now, first of all, you know that when you are at the airport and there is someone who's infirmed, right? You know, some older folks or someone who's handicapped or have need some kind of special assistance. It takes a moment for those people wheelchairs to get there sometimes, you know, to, to assist. If you watch my 600 pound life, especially if they need that extra wide wheelchair, boo, it's going to take a moment for them to get there. That means y'all got to wait there until these people get seated and get their stuff, their life situated. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like at some point there's just not enough wheelchairs. Right. But apparently, and Atlanta, there were close to two dozen 
women coming from Dominican Republic who needed wheelchairs. And apparently, and now again, I don't know any of these individuals. I didn't look at their medical records. I didn't ask them if, you know, to come on the show or anything like that. But apparently there's video of these folks out there. And I saw the video of them being wheeled in Atlanta, about two dozen of them. And apparently they all went to Dominican Republic and had some kind of work done. The presumption is, is that many of them had a BBL. Okay. I'm done in the Dominican Republic. And I guess the Dominican Republic is is known for, in some regards, to be able to do some of these medical procedures because, A, they're cheaper. You can get a medical procedure, I think, in the Dominican Republic, according to some sources, for like $2,000. Whereas here in America, they're like five, ten, fifteen. dollars you know, $20,000 to get it done. So you go to the Dominican Republic and you go ahead and get that BBL and you don't come on back and it's going to be like, pow, boom, ha. What? <gasps> Look at that booty. Right? Okay. And then apparently there's options too where you can go to the Dominican Republic and you can do an eight-hour surgery and get your whole body done. Like if you want a tummy tuck, you want a BBL, you want some lips done, they'll give it to you all in one round. Okay, you go over there, spend a day, spend eight hours of surgery. You come on back and 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 heal yourself, right? And then you come out with your new body, whatever it is that you get, you've got. And so, yeah. So apparently, it took about two hours for that plane to get those folks off the plane because they needed all those wheelchairs for close to two dozen. So two dozen—that's like close to twenty-four people on the plane who needed a wheelchair because they went to Dominican Republic and got that booty done. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, highlight or accentuate your body if you feel like you're dissatisfied with some portion of your body. I mean, I think many people may look in the mirror and look at themselves and say, I wish I could have this done or I wish I had that done. So, you know, I'm not shaming them. Hmm. But if I would have been on that plane, and I had to wait to get my, to, you know, because you know when you when you land, everybody, the first thing you're doing is popping up, right? You're popping up so you can get in, get your damn bag off of the, the top and get off that plane. Oh, my God. And especially if you're in the middle, side note, <clears throat> one thing that irritates me, if I sit in the middle or I sit by the window and I call these folks who sit on the aisle, who just sit there and don't get up. Those people piss me off. Like when we land, I need to see you taking your seatbelt off and I need to see your ass standing up because first of all, <clears throat> I need to stretch. Okay. I want to be able to get up and stretch my leg and I don't need you just sitting there waiting for the world to open up or Jesus to come down from on high to tell you to get your hind parts out of that seat. If you are one of those people who like to sit in the aisle and wait last minute, sit your hind parts in the middle or in the back somewhere. The hell. Don't be on my row. It annoys me. Pisses me off. It's very frustrating. Like I need to stretch my leg. I'm, I'm getting up. And especially if you see me getting up, I'm already tall and you see me arching over like this and I'm huffing and puffing. Like, bruh, move. But you know, on spirit, though, I never been on spirit, but if I was on spirit, I don't think I could do that because that, if I tell somebody to move and they just sitting there, we're going to be popping off. <laughs> we're going to be fighting in the, in the damn aisle just because I want to get up and stretch my old, old, tired legs. My bones are getting old. But yeah, 
on spirit, I can't do that. But anyhow, that leads me to this discussion about overall just wanting to improve yourself. And I want to kind of talk about a case. So there was this case that involved some silicone injections. And I know that, you know, there was a point of time where a lot of individuals, particularly a lot of folks in the trans community, let, let me not say that. The presumption is, let me start there, right? The presumption is, is that individuals who are trans will go and get these silicone injections or these, these kind of black market beauty enhancements because cosmetic surgery is expensive, right? But I don't think it's necessarily a trans issue. It's folks who just don't got the money or folks who want a quick fix. And so there was this case where there was a model. Her name was Pebbles the Model. AKA Natasha Stewart, okay. She had this big old booty gay. I mean, like like four times Nicki Minaj booty. But I think Nicki Minaj had her her booty enhancements removed or deflated or taken care of. No shade, no tea, no don't sue me. I don't know what's going on because I don't really follow that. You look good, girl. Okay. With them or without them. Okay. Uh but no. So anyhow, she was a an adult entertainer entertainer. Now, I don't know if it was sexual or not. It's not very clear, at least in this episode of American Greed where I was watching this. But I know that she was involved in like music videos back in the time. And this is when, you know, music videos were music videos. They we weren't doing all this CGA and dropping down from heaven and and doing all these concepts that have absolutely nothing to do with the song. This is when, you know, you had folks at the club throwing money. You had all these girls in the videos and they were like hip hop video girls, basically. Right. And so she was one of these individuals. And, you know, she she identified herself as having what did she say on one of her videos. Let me see. Hold on. I think she says she has the biggest booty in the rap game. Let me make sure I got that. Yeah. Oh, not the rap game. She got the biggest booty in hip hop. That's what she said. Okay. Now, so two individuals, two friends, there was a Karima Gordon and an Angeline Barber. They wanted to get into the industry, right? And they felt, I mean, I felt like one of them was a model, Karina Gordon was a model, has some modeling situations. She was pretty slender, but very beautiful. But she wanted to get into the music industry and basically like, you know, one of the hip hop girls and some of the videos, but she wanted, she saw Pebbles, the model, AKA Natasha Stewart. Now, again, I'm just giving you the position as it was presented in this documentary, American Greed, and according to some of the court documents, but we'll get to that. Anyhow, so this was in 2012. So they lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and they traveled to Jackson, Mississippi. Now, before they traveled to Jackson, Mississippi, apparently Karima Gordon reached out to Peppers, the model, maybe through social media. There was some conversation beforehand trying to figure out, hey, boo, where you get that booty from? Basically, right? Allegedly, Pebbles, the model, told Karima, you know, I, I can tell you this information, but, but. <laughs> I can't give you this information through social media. You have to come and make me bold, okay? <laughs> so, apparently, allegedly, there was they tra traveled to New York to meet with Pebbles the model. Pe Pebbles the model told him, you know, 
you know, who did her work, right? And so that person name was Nurse Garner, okay? Now, so Nurse Garner lived in Jackson, Mississippi. There were some communications between there. What happened was is as they were, they, Karima Gordon and her best friend at that time, Angeline Barber, they were traveling from um, Atlanta, Georgia to go to Jackson, Mississippi to meet with Nurse Garner. Once they got to Jackson, Mississippi or somewhere close to the vicinity, they had to reach out to Pebbles, who then required them to transfer. These are allegations that were presented in the court. Traveled to Jackson, had to contact Pebbles. Before Pebbles would give them the address of where they needed to go, they had to transfer $200 because that was her booking fee, basically, right? I tell you where to go. I give you the address. You give me $200. That's how I collect my money, right? So apparently they arrive at Nurse Garner's home. Nurse Garner charged $1,500 per person if you wanted these little butt injections, right? She was given silicone butt injections. They got to the house. Angeline Barber, who's the friend, saw Nurse Garner and was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) I thought I wanted these butt injections, but after I saw you, boo, nah, I'm good. Okay, no shade, no tea, no disrespect to the trans community at all. But apparently, when they saw Nurse Garner, Nurse Garner was six foot three. 240 pounds and the presentation that she presented was just not welcoming okay so the one friend said nah i'm I'm gonna sit this one out but karima gordon decided that she was going to continue with her her goal of getting these injections the butt injections so karima gordon goes into the back they do their thing with the butt injections apparently she was in there for two hours you know getting what was going on and according to angeline barber who's the friend after the procedure she just she ben karima just didn't look good didn't look right something just was off there was some kind of like nah like you're not feeling well they leave the residence and begin to traverse back to atlanta on that process apparently karima is falling ill she's sick she's coughing she can't breathe apparently she has diarrhea and so they contact nurse garner Right. And say, look, this is what's going on. What do we need to do? Nurse Garner tells them, just get some cold medicine. You know, probably some Dr. John's. I don't know if y'all remember Dr. John's. My brother put that on Facebook the other day. Dr. John, John's medicine. I'm going to put a picture up. Okay. Now, quick side note. So Dr. John's used to be this dark, it's in a brown bottle, dark medicine, right? And it was in a orange box and now that i look at him he definitely looked like a racist like a slave owner or a descendant of a slave owner putting that side though but <laughs> i when i was little i used to sneak in the kitchen because that's where we used to have the medicine right and i used to just take the dr john yeah because it was sweet it, it was it tastes like not kool-aid it tastes like tootsie roll so i used to steal the medicine tonight and take it but putting that aside going back to this situation so she basically tell them look just get some cough syrup now I, I told you, not, not not to be laughing, but I ain't told you the girl is sick, right? She can't breathe, got diarrhea. What the fuck cough syrup going to do? So then they reach out to Pebbles, who was like the connection between them and Nurse Garner. Initially, apparently, Pebbles tell them she'll be okay. But they continued the, the, the trip to Atlanta and homegirl just wasn't okay. So they contact Pebbles again, and then they say, 
Peppers tell them, well, go to the doctor. But when you go to the doctor, don't tell them about you getting the butt injection. Tell them that she has asthma. Now, we don't know whether Karima ever had asthma or not. Okay. But she says, don't tell them about the butt injections. Tell them that she has asthma. So they follow Pebbles' instructions. They go to the doctor, check her in. She stays a day. Don't tell them that she had the butt injections. They tell them she has asthma. She checks herself out the next day. They try to get back on the road, what have you. Eventually, they go back to the doctor, and she stays in the hospital. And within eight days, she's dead. Her organs start shutting down. And eventually, I think, they tell them about the butt injections. And the young girl dies. And she has a 16-year-old son. She has a mom. She has a father. She has sisters. She has people who love her. And just because she wanted to look better, right? I think the episode called it vanity or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I really appreciated that. I'm not sure it's necessary vanity. I think it was more the sense of this is what the industry is looking for at that moment. So this is what I need to give. And in order for me to give what is needed, I need to get what to give. Right. And I, I, so I, I look at it that way. But, you know, whatever. I'm not the executive producer of American Greed. All right. So as they are doing the autopsy for miss gordon apparently this is how it said when they cut her black stuff just start oozing out of her body so much of it that they had to go and like that to stop close her up clean it up go back and continue to pull the stuff out i mean it, it apparently it was a lot right and so what happened was is that the silicone that was used for the butt injections actually went into her blood stream and that is what killed her right it shut down her organs and etc and things of that nature and so as a result of that nurse garner who oh by the way had absolutely no nursing degree she had no nursing training whatsoever okay I don't even think she ever went to school as a nurse. Apparently, she would served as a home decorator at some point, an interior designer, and she worked in a kitchen in a, in a nursing home. And because she worked in the kitchen in a nursing home, she had to wear scrubs. And so because of that, they refer to her as Nurse Garner. Okay. So Jackson charged Nurse Garner, and they charged her with depraved heart murder. Okay. And so basically... That's similar to what is considered second degree murder, basically having a reckless disregard for the for human life. Right. And essence, what the charge was, is that nurse Garner should have known by injecting a foreign subject into some object into someone else's body that it would have caused great hardly harm or death. Right. And so she is on trial for that. And her lawyer doesn't deny. Right. Doesn't deny that the butt injections were done. But her lawyer says, look. A reasonable person in her position would not believe that injecting the silicone would cause great bodily harm and or death. Right. So it's more so of you can't meet the elements of this claim. Right. Not that I didn't do it. Now, she didn't. Not once did she say she didn't do it. Now, she said she did it. But I didn't do it with the understanding that it would cause um great bodily harm 
um, or death to the individual with whom I'm, I'm ejecting this. So when they raid Nurse Garner's home, apparently they find this massage table. They find lots and lots of syringes. Um, apparently many of them said for vet use only. They found industrial grade silicone. It is industrial grade silicone, silicone that you actually can buy at a hardware store. It wasn't medical silicone. Not that it makes a difference, but I think because most most doctors, I don't think any doctor will inject silicone into your booty. I, I think there's a process that you need to go to for it to be medically acceptable. And particularly given the fact that doctors have to take a Hippocratic oath, right? Basically saying that they they uphold to to do what's necessary within you know within medical certainty and within the degree of appreciation that is necessary for that particular field, right? And so going to Home Depot and getting the big bottle of silicone and kicking it, and apparently with some of these black market beauty improvements enhancements, people use cement, inject cement into the body to get these augmentations and even like the tire sealant when you get that little like the fix a flat stuff they inject that in, in people's body too now bless her lawyer's heart i'm not trying to throw any shade on any kind of legal defense but i'm not sure that if you ask me right now to inject silicone from home depot in my body i'm a bit like Nah, bro, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I ain't about to die. That's the first thing that's come to my mind. So I don't know how a person wouldn't recognize that that would be, that would cause great bodily harm and or death. Just saying for me. Okay. And then apparently there was tubes of a super glue and what apparently Nurse Garner used the super glue for was when she, after she injected the silicone into the person's body, she used the super glue to seal the spots or the holes that she injected. I mean, I don't even know what to say with that. Like, yeah, it's just not worth it. And so during the trial, apparently someone else, someone else's family came up and basically said, you know, my 23 year old daughter or family member had butt injections from Nurse Garner, had a, some kind of medical situation and they died. Um, and so they exhumed that body from several years earlier and it was found out that within a certain medical degree of certainty that silicone or whatever the injections that she was using was in this person's body and was in fact the cause of that death. And so she was charged for that. So she was convicted of murder. She was convicted of depraved heart murder for both of them. She went to jail for life. She was sentenced for life for that particular crime. Now, I don't know in Jackson, Mississippi, and I didn't do the research on whether life in Jackson, Mississippi means life, like natural life, or is it like 20 years? But neither here nor there, she it wouldn't matter because Nurse Garner died in jail after serving 3.5 years in jail. And I've tried to find out what was the cause of her death. I can't find what the autopsy identified. Pebbles was also charged with depraved heart murder on the Jackson Mississippi law, but she was not found guilty of depraved heart murder. She was found guilty of manslaughter. She was com convicted of seven years, and I think she served those seven years. She's out now. You find her on Instagram. She's out there doing something. Apparently, she's married now. On her Instagram pictures, though, that booty is still big from those ejections. And what the lawyer for Nurse Garner was saying, as part of his defense, though, and I, and I can understand this, is that 
She wouldn't have known that because this same person, Peppers D'Amato, had over 23 injections and never died because apparently she's on trial too. Hello. And none of that stuff mattered. Or it didn't kill her. So therefore, Nurse Garner wouldn't have known about that. So anyhow, I just thought that was a pretty interesting case. And then they talked about... There was a girl there. Her name is Kimberly Smetley. Apparently, she made $1.5 million by injecting medical grade. She was made it clear that it's medical grade silicone in people's body, including apparently some celebrities and what have you. But she ultimately was arrested for the, by the FDA for improper injection of medical silicone and harboring of silicone. She was sentenced to 36 months, but I think she only served 17 months in, in federal prison. She She's out and she wrote a book, if you want to look into that book. I actually got the book as a result of this particular episode. I haven't read it yet, so I can't really talk about it. And I'm not going to really give her free shout outs. But this was in Maryland, so in the DMV area, actually, because where she was sentenced was in the Baltimore, Maryland federal court. So... Yep. So BBLs everywhere. And I, you know, look, if y'all want to go and enhance your body and do all this because you think it is something that's important for you. You know, we all have our, our issues. You know, I have body images issues. I've said that many times. I know people who have it. Look, do you, but do it smartly. Don't go out here and do this back back door injections and these random people shooting stuff in your body it may look good for a moment but look that stuff eventually has to go somewhere right as we get older our bodies change and that means things are going to shift and i wonder when you put semen in there and you put tires sealant in there like that stuff has to move it has to go somewhere and if you look at the episode you'll see some of the deformities as a result like some stuff pops and bursts and and people's booties are deformed. It's like holes in there as a result of some of this black market plastic surgery and injection. So do it smartly, people. Don't just be out here going anywhere trying to lift that booty. Like somebody's gonna want you saggy and all. Okay. There are some there are some good exercises up there that can help with that. There is this African, his name is Dovies. I use his program, not for booty, but for everything else. Like he's really, really good. Look him up on on Instagram. I'm going to give him a shout out because I really like him. Dovey's Fitness. I am a lifetime member of his app that has all these different exercise groups and, and things on there and programs on there. Use it. There are so many things that you can do. Instant gratification isn't always the best thing. I know that we want things now when we want it, how we want it, at the moment that we want it. I talked about impulsive behavior, I think on the last episode, the first episode of season four. I get it, right? But don't let that impulsive behavior be the downfall of your life because your life is worth more than that. It's worth more than what people think of you. It's worth it's worth more than what people may say about how good you look, how great your body look. Right. Find other healthier alternatives to it. All right. So that's the episode for today. By my lonesome here at the cafe. You know, here at the cafe, we always have something to drink. Boom, boom, boom. Still got that water. And then boom, boom, boom. Still got some of that bourbon up in there. Let me get a little bit. All right. And until next time, continue to drink, listen, and converse. And if you drink alcohol, drink responsibly. This is episode 44. BBLs is everywhere. Until next time, peace and love.